Some films are mediocre Some films aren't good or bad Some films won't win an Oscar Globe, BAFTA, or a SAG You like those flicks? Come get your fix In a podcast called Mixed Bag Kia ora! And welcome to Mixed Bag Where we review the mixed, muddled, meh, and Michelle Gallif films <laughs> I'm Cassandra And I'm Matt I thought you were going to go for Mertuil or something But Michelle, sure, Michelle Geller Yeah, Michelle hey, I mean, This might be her first appearance, but we still cover it Yeah <laughs> I don't think we've... Anyway How are we all doing? Good, okay. yeah, alright yeah. Yeah. It's, been, it's been quite a trip since our last time, right? It wasn't Yes. No, it wasn't. I think it might have been the day after where it, we, we, where we switched over. To read. Yeah, by Taylor Swift. That's mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> That scarf, where is it? Yeah. Tell me more. Um, yeah, so a whole lot has um, shifted and changed. Um, but we're all coping, we're getting through. We're all here. Getting boosted. Yeah, we are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Makes you think, just a time to reflect. Yeah, oh, time um, to reflect and for James take a sip of his drink. And it's uh, it's rainy weather out there. And which miserable. It's just a good impetus to stay inside yes. and keep warm. Yeah. And the best way to keep warm, why that's physical contact. And if you you could even like top and tail a little bit and form a sixty nine. Nice. Which <laughs> this episode It's just literally the most laboured segue we've had yet. Is our sixty ninth episode and that's the sex number. Oh I was trying to figure out where you were going. And I was entertained by the journey. And we've picked a horny movie. We'll get oh, to that man. in a yeah. little bit. Alright. But okay. just wanna celebrate the sixty nine uh, episodes that you've been with us, listeners, whether you've been the whole time since Forrest Gump back in the day, back in August twenty nineteen. Wow. I know. Yeah. Or if you've just joined recently, you're welcome, welcome to the bag. Um, dive on in, <laughs> find some goodies, whether it's bottles, oh. the good ones, or bananas, the bad, the bad ones, ones, or something in between. Like yeah. a, I was going to say a fruit burst, but a fruit burst is pretty good. Depends uh, on the flavor see, of the to me, burst, again, none of the labels make sense, so I just go with it. Just yeah. It's like with a bag. You just dive in, maybe it's an aeroplane. Yeah. yeah. One man's bottle is another man's banana. Yeah. And you know what it means to them. Is an aeroplane just a weird like uh, topic? Or we can't just add? Jet more. planes. We can't add more. We're not doing no. more categories yeah. at this I stage. do like I think planes. our format is really is is is, is fine yeah. <laughs> yeah should we just jump into pop corner yeah sure. yeah, yeah I think so happy Waitangi day by the way oh yes pop 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 corner all right what have people been consuming um well I uh, popped along to the movies uh, I've been trying to stay inside for the major- majority of time until I'm boosted, which I am now, but um, went along and saw Paul Thomas Anderson's new joint, Licorice Pizza, um, with Cass, so yes. we can probably double team this mm-hmm. um, and talk about it together. In theory, Licorice Pizza sounds disgusting. I don't actually know. It's not know a good title for why this film. It's called Licorice Pizza. No, no, I but I mean, but I mean, but, oh, yeah. of course, but I'm just like the image of a, a licorice flavored pizza. Yes, very gross. Is yuck to me. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the thing is, is, apparently it is named after a particular a iconic chain, right? record store oh, that was a in store. LA. Oh. Um, and that store is not mentioned and does not come up at any well, time in the film. So, unless you already know that, 
it's not really a relevant title. Well, it's, <laughs> it's, it's much better than the, the working title, which was Soggy Bottom. Uh, but which, Soggy Bottom but does like, come up in the movie. <laughs> Soggy Bottom feel, it reminds me of Oh Brother, We're Out There. So yeah, like, Soggy Bottom Soggy Boys. Bottom boys. Um, but it's still actually, a bad film. When, film title. Bad, not it's, bad it's a good film. film. It's a bad film title. But if you think back to Paul Thomas Anderson's film titles... Doesn't make a lot of. I mean, like he picks odd titles like Phantom Thread, but like but Phantom intriguing. Thread's evocative of the. Yeah, of yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. There no, will yeah. be blood. Also, I want to yeah. watch. Yeah. Them. Why will there be blood? Boogie Nights, a bit more like simpler. Yeah. Um. Uh, what's it? Um. Punch Drunk Love. Yeah. yeah what is great that? titles, James. You what is you're that? not proving this point at I know, all. I know, but they're but they're mysterious. What else do we have? Heart Eight. Um, Magnolia. Magnolia. But here I'm like, Mississippi. I'm like, look, this one. It's mysterious, but I'm gonna say you will, it will not be paid off. Your 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 interest in the mystery of will not be. It'll not is. come up in the film. What licorice pizza is? No. Symbolizes, and maybe that adds to the intrigue. And here, advice as well, which is a what pigeon. is. Uh, yeah. And here advice is, a, is quite a cruel intentions yeah. type title. <laughs> really, yeah. it's very evocative words. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, the master of oh, that titles. one's there we go. Yeah. Master's player. great. Who is the master? Oh my yeah. god, mm. what a good film! Oh, film. <laughs> really good film. Just three powerhouse performances. Um, um, yeah, so Licorice Pizza. It's the next film by Paul Thomas Anderson, and it it follows uh, two uh, characters uh, played by uh, Alana Haim and. Uh, what's his name? Cooper Hoffman. Cooper Hoffman, Hoffman. that's right. Um, the son of yeah, the, like, and like Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, but yeah. I don't remember what his name is. Cooper? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And they're both like, very good. Yeah, and it's their life uh, kind of growing up in the in the seventies, um, and they kind of like form a connection, and then uh, it's kind of trying to see how they can like navigate their life where like the the world is kind of open to them. They are they are uh, young. There's a pretty significant kind of age difference, and Cooper Hoffman like is very uh dedicated to like try to make alana Haim fall in love with him and um she doesn't want to do that um because of that age difference and it kind of explores their kind of yeah their life living through kind of la and the various kind of people that they meet and it's very episodic and very like just totally breezy and uh like really relaxed in a way that is really it's very structurally unusual and that it's it feels like a whole lot of anecdotes that are sort of told together and then they don't necessarily pay off in a way mm. that you'd suspect in a traditional kind of storytelling way. Mm. But all of them kind mm. of feed into building this key story, which is a, yeah, I think I would team, deem it a, like a complicated love story yeah. between these characters. And I think that's probably, this been, it's, it's, it's a very controversial film. Yeah, of course. Because of that. Um, um, it sounds like prime to me. I think you're like, I, I mean, I, the thing that it reminded me of a lot is almost famous which is one of the films oh, that i, I love really almost love famous. Um, um because of its kind of depiction of this kind of weird wild time of the 70s yeah. and also yeah and that it's it's got this kind of idea of youth and like pretending to be older and pretending mm. to be younger than you are and like that kind of yeah. sort of weird blurring that can come about or you know drag me but okay. yeah but also like uh <laughs> yeah it's like i think it's important to sort of the sort of starting of it is that uh cooper hoppin's character uh gary valentine oh, wow. his name, amazing man um is a, like an ex-child star who's just gotten too wow. old for being a child star and that's such an interesting thing and mm. it's like and he doesn't spend very much time being a child star because it's clear like those avenues have started to become closed because he's like looking he looks like a man because he is now <laughs> like a you know an adult mm. um but he's got the freedom and the like money to be doing other things with his life so he's just 
He's got adult these, money. Yeah. yeah, he's been doing all these business ventures, and he's he has uh, Alana Haim's character was employed by him at certain yeah. times. So the, there's a really fascinating power dynamic between the two of them, I think, yeah. in a way that is, I think, yeah, specifically crafted to be like, this is about this specific two characters, you know, relationship. It's not supposed to be a moral ruling on like whether or not it's okay to date a 15 year old because yeah, i don't yeah, think that's yeah. what paul thomas anderson is trying to do is do like yeah. here's a rule about how that's always okay and fine like that's definitely not the mm. intention it's about exploring this really weird relationship and these two Which, characters you know this it's the 70s so. yeah and and the oddness of this time and the oddness of mm. yeah trying what is being an adult at yeah. that age where she is you know like a very and, much an arrested development mid-20s and encountering a lot of experiences and like people throughout her life and going like yeah what does my life want to kind of be i think there is a kind of thematic link about like the men she kind of encounters mm. uh, which is beautifully kind of summed up in like one of the final moments in the film which i won't give away here um but yeah it's just powerhouse performances as well yeah, beautiful I, cinematography I haven't seen like, it. and the thing is like people thought that maybe it was just going to get like a screenplay nomination in the oscars but it's looking like it's on track to do fairly well it's, in terms it's... of the nominations which we get out on tuesday so yeah yeah well yeah, i think even on, in a normal year this year we're getting 10 nominations mm. um it would have made the top five yeah, you, yeah i think you'd hope so like some, and... sometimes he doesn't always land with the oscars. yeah yeah for sure but i think in some ways like paul thomas anderson like his last film phantom third was like absent for most of the season and mm. then hit really well in the oscars right. yeah true yeah um and yeah i think i can't i can't wait to see it i hear alana haim is amazing and i can't your wait sisters to see as well yeah, the I whole mean, family the, well, yeah, Mom and Dad. Yeah, oh. i do love i do love the haim sisters um and what was i gonna say um yeah does <laughs> is it just me or does paul thomas anderson and wes anderson release films at roughly the same time. I feel like this is a theory. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, WS, get probably. on in there. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. The other Anderson has to join on in. Um, speaking of The Master, do you know that that role that Amy Adams played was originally going to be for Reese Witherspoon? Interesting. Yeah. She could do that, yeah. I, that same yeah. Yeah. brittleness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And my kind of segue from those two uh, pieces is that um, starring as another, like, aging child star is uh Scarlett Gisondo um who is been blowing up a little bit at the moment not in a huge way but he's just like popping up and getting noticed you might have seen him in Booksmart but uh, by Olivia Wilde and he also stars in The Righteous Gemstones um Cass has been starring in a show recently starring in a show you keep using the word starring <laughs> starring is a very I'm starring a much less than Scarlett Gisondo is starring in the Licorice Pizza which is also not very much he's a featured role at most yeah well she's been helping out with the show She's a chorus um, girl. I'm not even a chorus girl. I'm not, not on the stage, man. I didn't even know that. I thought you were part of the chorus. <laughs> no. Um, I was on the on the corner. I sat in the corner and I just read my book throughout the show. Anyway. Like, you've been in a show. Um, and so we have shows that we watch together. And then I also need to find shows that, like, we're not, like, committed to watching. So, like, we've been enjoying Survivor uh, recently, which maybe we'll talk about a bit. But, like, I needed to find some stuff that only I would probably be more interested in watching. So I checked on Neo and I found the Righteous Gemstones. <laughs> Neo. Neo. Neo, yes. We'll talk about Neo later. Okay. Neon. Neon. Um, uh, made by uh, Danny McBride. And um, it's like a hill. It's one of the Jonas, but it's not Jonah Hill. It's someone's uh, 
someone else. Okay. Um, and it's about like a televangelist kind of uh, family with um, John Goodman and um, Danny McBride stars in it as well. Um, and uh, I'm blanking on some of the other um, characters that is there, but um, Skylar plays a character called Gideon, um, who is one of the... Ugh, I love the name Gideon. Yeah, is one of the sons, uh, the son of Danny McBride, one of them, uh, and kind of uh, merged away from the family. I remember there were multiple sons, okay? <laughs> I think one of the sons, the son, one of them. <laughs> you know, it's a stream of consciousness yeah. with me. Um, and basically it's, it's, a, it's a family that is like hoarded tons and tons of money through um, their various kind of uh, jingles and televangelist kind of ways and they're slowly kind of um, falling apart but it is it's kind of like uh, a bomb if you're missing out on your succession to like see like a very self-absorbed family um, slowly like cracking at the seams um, I think it is a, a lot of fun there's a lot of kind of tension there's like a blackmail plot to try to um, ruin the gemstone family um, and uh, all the Personal. Wait, sorry, is the last name Gemstone? Yeah, Gemstone. Right. Um, okay. And there's a character uh, called Keith who is just uh, beautifully sincere. He used to be part of like uh, a rock and roll group and now he's like... The Rolling Stones? Not quite, but... Uh, Different Keith. Yeah, mm. but he's, uh, he's, he's very quiet. The Rolling Gemstones. And he, talk, hey. he talks very sincerely and uh, yeah, he believes in, in the almighty power of Jesus Christ. Um, and yeah, there's uh, blood and... Um, uh, uh, mystery and blackmail <laughs> plots and it is a little bit crass like that kind of Danny McBride like um, kind of sometimes scatological kind of humour here and there but like by and large it's a real blast um, and I highly <laughs> recommend checking it out sounds fun yeah um, that's it from me I think I'll keep it yeah. short um, I don't have a huge amount either because as James mentioned I've been starring in The Booth yeah. <laughs> second soprano and support singing um, yeah. for, for this is a different show this is a theatre show that we're um, talking about so uh, yeah basically my role in that is that I sit in the corner and I sing in the ensemble oh, parts great. to bulk it out but there's a lot of downtime during that yeah. during that process and it the show is two hours long means that we've all starred in, different, in a lot of shows we've all starred in a lot of ways if yeah. we've been involved in anywhere, <laughs> I actually starred in that show um, um, but uh, I've been doing a lot of reading oh, because nice. it's one of the things that you can do uh, during backstage. the show. Well, on stage in the corner yeah. <laughs> because we don't have a chance to go backstage. <laughs> um, so I've been reading quite a few novels in the past two weeks. Um, so I recently finished uh, Fried Green Tomatoes at the Whistle Stop Cafe, um, which is a is film. It the f- is it the full version? Title, it's the full it? title. Um, yeah, so the, uh, the the film Fried Green Tomatoes is based on this this book, um, and so yeah, it was a, like a very homey kind of comforting read. You know, I still haven't seen um, that film. Oh, I'd recommend it. It's yeah. it's it's fun. It's okay. sweet. I haven't um, seen it since I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. I used to get it all, always mixed up with Steel Magnolias, but I have. Seen oh, they're similar, yeah, they're similar, similar vibes, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's gayer. Yeah, like you know, um, <laughs> the the book is yeah, the book is also much queerer than the <laughs> than the um, the movie is, I think as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a lot of fun. So they written a pistol sort of style where oh, cool. it's all sort of like mixture of not all of it but a lot of it is like uh, little um, newsletters from the, the lady who has the like whistle stop like gazette mm-hmm. and then people from various different towns different newspaper clippings and things and the stories put together like that very uh, non-chronologically which is really fun hmm. um, and then after that I read Iceland by Dominic Hoey um, who's a oh classic, cool uh, yeah you know a New Zealand playwright writer um, which is about yeah Poet. like Poet, yeah yeah um, Writer across mediums, um, mm. and so yeah, it's a novel set in set in Auckland, uh, and sort of about the relationship between two people, 
um, who are kind of both at different different sort of parts of the same kind of art scene and are both sort of, I guess, kind of struggling to work out how they want to yeah live their lives is like one is the the guy who is like a really really talented painter um but also like kind of you know came from really low like lower class sort of background and is like drug dealing and is Mm. trying to work out how to like focus on his art whereas also like it's a lot easier to just deal drugs and it's like working out how to sort of balance those two things together um, and then, yeah, the, the I mean, one of those is... things always has a demand. And exactly. The other does not. Exactly. <laughs> um, and that kind of thing of like how to face with like failure. And it's, yeah. it's sometimes easier to, rather than dealing with the actual emotional connection that you have to doing art, it's just mm. too vulnerable and it's easier to just, just sell drugs. Absolutely. Um, and then, yeah, the, the, the romance between him and then this, this uh, young woman who is a musician who's like working at a shitty office job, but trying to like do her, her album at the same time. And yeah, just the colourful cast of characters and friends and a particular snapshot of Auckland circa 2017 um, <laughs> and yeah I would I would I'd recommend that one as well um, just, I just saw on the pile of New Zealand fiction at the library wow. oh beautiful um, yeah and I can't through another book but I will finish it and then come back oh to, wow and it might it may be quite it relevant, may be quite relevant. In future, oh, so uh, right. we'll, we'll talk about that one later we actually know what we might be doing <laughs> yes we've got a plan for once <laughs> Um, but yes, that's basically, I think, all I've been up to in the pop culture world. I've just been so uh, tied to the stage that I've not had time mm, to do anything yeah, else. Yeah, you are mm, just busy doing, role. doing yeah. those eight performances a week. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Mm. You know, like, where's my understudy? I know. <laughs> the okay. demanding role. That's oh, me. it's over to me. Yeah. Okay, cool. I want to talk about a few things. One, uh, Wordle. That's just been a thing. Mm. That's mm. about, and I just needs mentioning have you done any of the other so yeah, yeah i've done L- ludle i've good. done a uh, nerdle there's a uh, cordal yeah, which yeah i discovered yeah. yesterday where you have to make uh chords using four notes yeah. and i got to the third guess oh. and i was like i don't know enough about music at all to I, make this <laughs> i tried um birdle once which is like all Bird. about b-y-i-d-l-e which is like all about choral stuff and i did <laughs> i did one i did one and i got to like the the maximum amount of tries and i'm still i'm glad i got it but i was like oh well i'm gonna keep my perfect score and never, <laughs> never try this, this again, again. Yeah. there's queer doll there's just so many things yeah. you know mm. um i think ludal suffers from um like some words that you think are dirty, they don't yeah. think are dirty. Oh. And I'm like, yes, what? we had Little this yesterday. Man. Like, is it's, it, it's is just, it localized just, in terms of like, I don't know, like uh, an American or like a, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But, but sometimes there'll be things where you're like, oh, come on, that could definitely be. Yeah, 100%. I tried jacks and that's not a thing. Ah. Mm. Come on. Um, anyways, uh, Fuck you, Noel. Uh, just want to say, Noel, Light and Abby got me to six tries. Um, but have not, uh, yeah, I've not... Um, not lost the streak. Lost my streak. Love it. Oh, great. Um, also, the uh, BAFTA nominations came out. And I just want to say one thing. El Gaga. Mm. You know what? Ever since we did our episode... Uh, a few weeks ago, mm-hmm. that performance has just stayed in my mind. <laughs> it really has. Is it one of the top uh, five performances it's, to of me, this I don't know year? Of last year. To me, I'm year, just Matthew. like. To me, I. Ugh, it's just. Oh, she is giving a movie star performance, and I'm rooting for her. Um, I look. I was when she came on the scene. Uh, in 2018, <laughs> with this film called A Star Is Born, I was a snob. I was like, "Who is this no-name actress? <laughs> what is her name? Lady? That's a title, 
You have that's to earn not it. Illegal in, that's illegal in New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think she has um, earned the title as the first lady of the screen <laughs> and of Italy. Um, because I think, you know, like, uh, the, the film is whatever, but I, I that performance has grown in my mind. Like, I keep coming back to her um, snubbing that lady um, at the end. She's like... Um, and when she, like, shoulder challenges her. Yeah, 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 exactly, yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, and if her, her biggest competition is Nicole Kidman doing Lucille Ball uh, impersonator drag, uh, no thank you. I'm a team Lady Gaga all the way. Um, and, Do yeah. we think, because there's that, because Kristen didn't get the... Oh, um, Kristen is going to get snubbed. Yeah. So is there a gap for like either Alana Haim or I think, I think Alana Haim Rachel gonna, Ziegler, maybe? No. I think I Alana Haim is going to get Haim, yeah, sorry. Um, mm. I think it's going to be Gaga, Nicole, Olivia Coleman, Alana Haim, and Jessica Chastain. And if there's a surprise, it's going to be Penelope Cruz in um, Parallel Mothers. Mothers. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if Jessica fully has it. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. But who knows? But her role is I very saw, baity. <laughs> I saw a screenshot of her in the older age makeup, and it looks horrendous. And it's going to get hair and makeup nomination. Like... They, yeah. They're going full on with the prosthetics. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. And it it looks like like Universal Monsters material. I'd rather see that than being the Ricardos, though. True, true. I, I, oh. Yeah. And Jared Leto looks like he might uh, get get nominated for an Oscar, too. No. I, look, I know, it's I unbelievable. Should, I don't think I mind. No. For an Oscar? No, no not for an Oscar. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I, I supported his performance, as you recall, from the House of Gucci episode, I did but not. I do not support his Oscar nomination. Uh, we don't know this as of Anyways, recording. Yeah. Um, well. Who knows? I do. Th- no, speaking of Kristen, mm. I do think she should be up there because I I did see. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, Stuart, aka <laughs> uh, Spencer. I called it Stuart earlier, referring yeah. to yeah. the actress herself. Um, fuck Stuart, Stuart, Stuart. <laughs> Spencer is really good. I really like it. It's like shot like a. Um, if you've seen Jackie, you kind of know that like. Pablo Larín, Larín, uh, doesn't really do a conventional biopic. He focuses on like uh, a, a moment in time where his subject, the sad princess, mm. is is in a, a a moment of turmoil, um, and Jackie focuses on the direct aftermath of um, JFK's death and her grief, um, and then uh, Spencer focuses on uh, Lady Diana's, um, just a week like a Christmas uh, weekend. Well, I don't know if it's a weekend, but like Christmas dinner day, Eve day and Boxing Day with uh, the royal family in wherever they, whatever castle they um, celebrate Christmas in. I've heard it compared to like a haunted house kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very uh, horror movie like Mm. and uh, very stylistic. And I loved it. And at first I wasn't like buying Kristen Stewart because it was quite mannered. But then she just followed. I've never seen her better. She's actually really great. I really actually, now that I'm older, I realize I actually quite like Kristen Stewart. Um, she's very naturalistic. And sometimes that doesn't read on camera. because, mm. Mm. Um, But she just has that uh, quality of being on screen sometimes, which I do enjoy. And here she's a bit more uh, actry, but I like it. She's great. She nails it. And Sally Hawkins in a small role. When is she not nail it? How did Timothy do 
Timothy Spall. Right? Oh, sorry, there's only one. <laughs> only one Timothy. <laughs> there's James only one mind. Timothy. <laughs> Timothy and, and Joe Logan. Um, and you. He was good. Yeah, he's nice. a good kind of like ghostly figure foil kind of for for Kristen's performance, and I recommend um, seeing Spencer if you if you dare dare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, if you like the the Royals, maybe don't don't see Spencer. But uh, you know, what you should see it. Shake up your perception. Yeah, exactly. Now that Queen Elizabeth has has. Dead. Risen from for, the grave. Yeah. I mean, it's been a, whatever it was, it was the Jubilee. No, was it the Jubilee? She's the ruled for the longest the amount jubbly. of time. The Jubilee. The Jubilee. Did you yeah. see about the Jubilee? No, what's a Jubilee? So there was a whole lot of like souvenir crockery oh, and it was misprinted the with Queen Elizabeth's platinum Jubilee. I mean. <laughs> J-U-B-B-L-Y. She's been hiding that Jubilee for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Cool. But she's ruled for the longest amount of time, apparently. Um, or she honest reached her seventieth. Is that right? Yeah. 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 Well, good for That's her. It's the longest amount of time, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. Long been Victoria. She, she beat. Sorry, just to to bring it back around to this podcast. Go for it. The theory is on Twitter that's you know that we were vaguely alluding to is they want to that people believe that she's passed away, but they didn't want to say that she had died for sixty nine years because that's the sex, <laughs> which is also nice. coincidentally. <laughs> this uh, I don't know. When she dies. You know, it'll be very expensive. And I just don't want to see $20 notes of Charles in them. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Anyways, moving on. Um, I also saw <laughs> Nightmare Alley, the 2021 version, which is fine. I was expecting a lot from Guillermo del Toro, but um, it's perfectly fine. The 1947 did much better in a much shorter amount of time. It's long, yeah. It's long. Uh, Bradley Cooper, an actor who I do like, is fine. Uh, Kate Blanchett as the titular role Nightmare Alley, um, <laughs> she's fine. She, that she, like she's good, but like that's a a role she was born to play, you know. Femme fatale. I hear there's occasional shots where Kate talks to Rooney and everyone's like, "Ooh, Carol reunion!" Oh, honestly, the Carol shippers are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I love that. I love a good, um, you know, queer fandom. They're, you know, they're very Look, dedicated to their, Look, to their we shipping. Love Carol, I'm sorry. Their but... shipping of real life people. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I get it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's fine. The production d- design is good, but you know, it's okay. I didn't feel the soul of it. It's not like, it's not um, imaginative, like uh, Pan's Labyrinth or can't be like uh, Crimson Peak or like soulful, like. Oh, good. You like Crimson um, Peak? Yeah, fuck yeah. I really love that film. Jessica Chastain yeah. is serving. Yes. She's giving. Oh, it's um, surprisingly better than I thought. I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, this works. And it's not as soulful as, as Shape of Water to me. But it's fine. I think if you want to see it, like, ugh, just watch the 1947 version. It's like, it manages to be more sexy and sinister. Wow. And, and for a 40s one. movie. Damn. Yeah. Um... I was going to make uh, a Nightmare Alley joke about Lady Gaga because she played I was, um, I was also Allie. thinking about that. Yeah. I'm like, what would, the, what would be the correct construction? Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, I, I, I should listen to Matt. I, can't quite, <laughs> I couldn't quite make the joke. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Imagine if that was like a character, Nightmare Alley. Yeah, it's the Mirror, mirror World Alley. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. goes through the billboard and comes out the other side. Yeah. Mm. Um, the other thing I, I just want to say is that I finished uh, the series special on Netflix, which is... Um, uh, about like a a, a gay guy who is a, a who has cere- cerebral pal- palsy, mm. and like the first season was like like 
10, 15, 20 minute episode. Yeah, I remember I heard about that. Which I really enjoyed. It mm. gave me like a really please like me vibe. The show is fine. The second season is, is good. It's fine. Uh, but I preferred the shorter version of the Did episode. Did they just, how, how much longer? It's 30 minute season? episodes. Oh, okay, right. Mm. But I thought it was just, it had more to say. And it's just, I don't think it's a very funny show. I watched for the human kind of moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just thought it was a lot more effective in the shorter um, format. But I think it's still worth watching. Yeah. I think it can really make a break a TV show. Like, yeah. you got to know what your length is. And then, yeah, it's about people... rhythm, right? Like, yeah. you've got totally different rhythm at a half hour show to a 60 minute to a, you know, 10 yeah. minute. Yeah. Hmm. And, uh, yeah. It's, that's pretty much it. You know what also needs rhythm? Sex. And that's what we're talking about <laughs> with our feature presentation. Feature presentation. Well, thank you for that. I was like, I was, my, my mind was spinning trying to find a segue. Yeah. I was I like, special, something about special, special one. So, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, this just cuts right to the bone, as does much of this. Uh, oh, cut to the cut bone. To the bone. I see, ah, I see. As Sebastian Valmont likes to do. Yeah. Yes. Um, anyway, this week we are doing Cruel Intentions. Um, so, uh, what's everybody's previous history with this film? I have seen this uh, once before, quite a while ago, uh, and just had a vague kind of memory of it. I had seen... Uh, Dangerous Liaisons, um, the film version of Les Dangereux Liaisons. Uh, lo- uh, no, Les, les Liaisons, liaisons Dangereux. Thank you. Yeah. Um, which is play, uh, I can't remember the original French author's Apparently name. Apparently it's but... from a book first and then it's a play. Oh, and, and Christopher Hampton did, did the, the, play. Yeah. Um, the play adaptation. Okay, or translation. Um, yes, yeah, so I had seen uh, those and greatly enjoyed the original story. I think it's really fun and love. I love revenge tales and backstabbing and people being Machiavellian. Mm, intrigue. Um, yeah. Uh, and I also, um, so yeah, I'd seen that. And then uh, when we were over in um, the in Edinburgh, we went and saw a musical production of Cruel Intentions, the very first Edinburgh um, show that yeah, we not, saw. Not all there. of us. Yes. Not all so of us. This sorry. Was James and I. So I had not seen Cruel Intentions before, but I had seen Cruel Intentions, the 90s musical, while very jet-lagged with James mm. uh, in a tent. Which is available um, on uh, wherever music On Spotify, yeah. Listen yeah. to that. Um, oh. There's, you know, the, they, it's a really great use of... of uh, 90s bangers. Yeah, a bit of yeah, Sweet I listened Symphony. Yeah, to a, a bit of it. And, <laughs> You're like, look, this is dumb. This is fun. Yeah. We like it. We love a bit of a nostalgia kick. Yeah. I yeah. feel like, you know, jukebox musical... Jukebox musicals. <laughs> Jukebox. Jukebox. <laughs> um, Jukebox musicals, you know, can be the right amount of fun. It's very basic to, to make a Jukebox musical. It's very musical basic. But, like, and enjoy they're, they're a Jukebox enjoyable. musical. But the dopamine you get from yeah. just letting go and, and falling into it I think is it's, uh, yeah. amazing. It's quite a basic, like, film or story as well. Like, it, it fits in with it. Like, it's not basic, but it feels very, like... Like it's posturing as a film, which we'll get into. We'll get into that. We'll get into that. Um, The jukebox musical. But yeah, uh, so, but previously that I hadn't seen this film before. I I also have not seen Dangerous Liaisons, the uh, film that these guys are talking about um, with Glenn Close and uh, John Malkovich. Malkovich. 
Michelle um, Pfeiffer. I think that I have read the Christopher Hampton play, um, but it would have been like 10 years ago. I don't remember huge amounts of it. So mm. lots of the plot of this was a bit of a surprise, having not remembered due to my jet-lagged state <laughs> much of the plot of the musical. Um, so, yes, this is. More, I will say this is probably a semi-first time watching. Yeah. <laughs> um, I... I have seen Dangerous Liaisons, the 1988 Stephen Frears film, um, featuring Glenn Close's best performance, where she should have won the fucking Oscar for. Um, excuse me. Uh, uh, oh God. What are you talking about? Like, this will be great line delivery if I could remember the fucking movie title. What's the one she was nominated for for playing the, the butler? Albert Nobbs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, excuse me. Albert Nobbs would like have to have a word with you. That was my, that, that was going to be my killer line. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. Uh, no, I haven't seen it. And um, I, I hear it's not that great. And I think the character is trans and she shouldn't be playing that role. Is that right? I don't know. No. James, I haven't seen it. No, no. one's seen Albert Nobbs. No one's seen Albert Nobbs. Are we going to go see Albert Nobbs? <laughs> That's actually possibly. quite possibly kind of good next bag option. Yeah. If anybody's yeah. an Albert Nobbs super fan, please write in and see if you want to come on the pod. Yeah. Also, the name Albert Nobbs. <laughs> <laughs> Just think about it for a second. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Glenn Close is phenomenal in, in Dangerous Liaisons and. and it brought us Uma Thurman and Michelle Pfeiffer and John Malkovich being his John Malkovich just until 1999 when it's he also, got even more John Malkovich. It's also sure. a period of Keanu Reeves not realizing that she, he should do, he should not do period hey, film. Hey, he does not hey. have a period film face. It's yeah. okay. That it's okay. Hey. It's not just the look, face, it's the, that voice. Yeah. Look, we got the Keanu we have now yes. because yeah. of the Keanu we, we had, had then. Yeah. Um, and as for Cruel Intentions, this is just one of those things, right, that was, like, very present in pop culture. Mm. Mm. And I, you know, featuring some of the hottest, from what I thought when I was younger, people yeah. in Hollywood. Um, but I had not seen it because I was young and a boy, which, a boy, <laughs> I just meant a young boy. A young child. Yeah. That's just a, that's not <laughs> I guess I was, it's more female. There's like, but there's no, a lot of there's a lot of like male really. titillation in this. It's, I think I was a young boy, um, so I couldn't watch it. But I mean, <laughs> hasn't stopped me before. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just yeah, I just never uh, I saw it uh, until now, and we'll see. We'll see what I think. Mm. Right. Are the intentions really cruel? Or are they just not cruel? <laughs> <laughs> not quite. Kind, cool, cool kind, intentions. Kind intentions. Yeah. Um, what right. do we start with? I'm Up before the, plot. We are doing plot the plot first. first. Always we the plot. Oh, yeah. uh, and it's my turn to do a movie moment. in a minute today. <laughs> okay. Or um, well, as James would like to say, Michelle Geller in a minute. <laughs> Michelle Geller in a minute. Um, <laughs> uh, let me find my timer. Okay. Great. So you're a complicated be... one, so we'll see how we go. Yeah. All right. Summing up the plot of Cruel Intentions starting from now. We're in a really fancy high school in New York during the summer break, and there are two step-siblings. Uh, one of them is Sarah Michelle Gellar's character, and one of them is Ryan Felipe's character, and I don't remember their names. Oh, Catherine and Sebastian. Uh, and they are both really slutty and, like, big sort of, like, you 45. know, for, uh, people around campus that are having sex with everybody and doing drugs and blah, 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 blah. Um, they know that there are these two new girls coming to the school. One of them is Summer Blair's character. She's, like, weirdly childish, and she has got the attention of... Uh, Catherine's ex and so Catherine wants to destroy her but then also 
Halfway. there is um, Reese Witherspoon's character who's coming who has sworn that she won't have sex until she's in love with the person and so um, Sebastian wants to seduce her to prove that that's wrong and so he makes a bet with Catherine um, that he can seduce Reese Witherspoon's character um, because if he wins then he gets 15. to have sex with Catherine um, and so they he goes about tries to do this um, and then eventually they fall in love for real during that process at the same time there's a whole weird thing where he also has sex with Summer Blair's character and it's kind of rape um, and then we uh, at the end he dies there's Whoa! so much plot guys there's, there's so, so much, much plot I didn't realise we didn't even get into Ronald it. like the, yes. the music teacher well yeah. we will get into it we didn't get into Christine Baranski's in this like there's so many yeah. elements so, yeah. it's a gay football guy yeah. there's a lot of characters I guess just, there's so much plot yeah it was an, a very amiable <sighs> effort and I think you probably did, did a very good job. Very, very close. <laughs> um, very close at the end. I guess they do fall in love. Yeah. They fall in love for real, supposedly. And, and then we learn that Sarah Michelle Gellar was enjoying like the hold she had over Sebastian and maybe was like in, in love, love with him. With him. Yeah. Because yeah. he becomes more interested in um Reese. What's Reese's character's called? Uh, Annette. Annette. Not a great name. No. No. <laughs> I feel like I could see Reese with a spoon character being called Annette, but it's not a sexy name. Yeah, and I just Sorry, Miss Benning. <laughs> The strange Marion Cotillard uh, yeah. driver from Anyway, um, yeah, so she, uh, Sarah Michelle Gellar's character, then uh, basically tricks uh, Sebastian into breaking up with Annette and breaking her heart, and then uh, he comes back and she's like, ha-ha, it was all a trick on you, and I'll never have sex with you. Bye. Um, and, yeah, and then, after he... Well, he, it's clear that he's, like, she fully understands that he's in love with her now, um, and he doesn't want to have sex with Sarah Michelle Gellar and then she convinces a guy that she's been sleeping with that was also into into Summer Blair's character to um, get his revenge because he did her he did I'm confused so (laughs) she says hey Sebastian did me wrong you love me right avenge me and he's like also, he slept with your girlfriend, Selma Blair. Right, yes. Um, and so then there's a duel, but because we can't do a duel because it's not the 19th century. They fight by <laughs> Central Park and um, there's taxis. A, yeah, and Sebastian dies pushing uh, Annette out of the way of the taxi. Uh, and, and he as, says, I and love as, you. As revenge for uh, Catherine's cruel intentions. Uh, yes, mm. uh, uh, before this happened he had given his diary which had written down everything that happened to Annette and Annette makes copies and gives it to everybody Publishes with the help everyone. of Selma Blair I don't remember her oh she's Celine yeah is she Celine I don't think she's Celine Anyways, Cecile, 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 Cecile. Um, But yeah, there's Cecile um, and they uh, basically dethrone Catherine uh, and she's going to get expelled from the school. Um, And then Reese, Annette, drives away with a wind in her hair and she puts on some Matrix-like glasses that Sebastian Despite the fact the school year has started and she has to be at school. I I don't know what she's doing. She's just getting out with the fancy car. Um, Anyways, it's... uh, That's that's most of the plot. Yeah, we got it done in two minutes. Uh, It's uh, it's very twisty. The attorney. A lot yeah. of elements. But it's in, in a 90 minute film, getting you bang for your buck in terms of like entertainment yeah. um, oh, and twists. In terms them. of your MVPs, most visually pleasing. Oh, for sure. Um, Hot butter, sizzle, sizzle. <laughs> okay. Um, hmm. It, hmm. Mm. There's a lot of options, but. There's some things about them that make them not hot. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, visually. I'm going to go... I'm going to go... I feel like I'm going to take the easy option here. I'm going to go with Sarah Michelle Gellar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like she... While there are other f- 
flaws to the writing of this character. <laughs> I feel like she is probably the most convincing as like a sexually confident mm. person. Yeah. Um, she is styled like in a way that makes her look much older than her actual age, and definitely much older than the age that her character is supposed to be. But in a way that makes her look very like sophisticated mm. and sexy. Um, and yeah, I think she looks good. I think the most for me. Yeah, sure. Um, I think the most attractive is actually Selma Blair, except her character <laughs> is um, such a turnoff. Like, <laughs> uh, we'll get into it, but oh, no, 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 no. Um, so my answer is actually Ryan Phillippe. <laughs> um, he's very cute. <laughs> and uh, he's a, a douche, which unfortunately is kind of cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, my pick. Uh, well, I want to give an honorable mention. Uh, Reese um, has looks as she was then, like kind of yeah, yeah, has yeah. looked as she is throughout her whole. I kind think of what's life. what's throwing me off with with Reese is like I know she she gets hotter. Yeah. yeah. she gets older, and she still has like her little, you know, like it's still not her her like yeah full full form. Yeah, and but like her hair always looks nice, I guess. Um, oh, she, she looks nice. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but my pick would be Sarah Michelle Gellar as well. Also because like the um, because she has played Buffy, which it's not like a, a naive kind of role, but she is like a a, a good like heroine. Um, that to see her play like this like villainess kind of role and be able to sell it like really well is really oh. fun and kind of adds to that kind of. Yeah, she's actually selling the sex appeal for me. Yeah. Um, right. And she's a strong actor. She's not the, the best actor, but she's selling the lines and, like, yeah, she's she's making it work. I do think Sarah Michelle Gellar is hot. I just don't feel very sexual towards her. Right. Um, <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> um, and, yeah, I think if she had more competent uh, scene partners, then they could make some really, like, steamy, steamy scenes. But, God, uh, if Selma Blair just did not have that character. Uh, I mean, Selma Blair sense. and also Ryan, like, sometimes with his, like, oh, I'm gonna come. Oh, come on. Like, yeah, we'll get into it. Um, but yeah. it's not... Yeah. The interplay between people is mm. also the, the also, sexiness which this film is kind of like, missing. He's not hot in this, but I thought, like, the 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 best friend the gay best friend i didn't realize that was pacey from dawson's creek he looks much better when he gets older like joshua jackson oh is this ryan felipe's friend yeah oh yeah he gets he grows up a lot better oh good for him yeah yeah. (laughs) i also didn't like the guy um the football guy yeah the football guy was kind of cute and he was like really selling his acting um Especially an ugly Betty. His boss and ugly Betty, you were saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it's kind of weird because it's it, it set in high school. He was also in the L word. Oh. I don't know. Yeah. I, don't, I don't recognize his face even though I mm. have to go back and look at him. Yeah, it's it's set in high school. They're all like playing, uh, they're playing younger. They're all like in their, like, their yeah, 20s. So... But they are, they, their faces still don't look like fully formed. So it's kind of, I don't know. Just well, I don't weird. know. I think everybody looks... My, I, I, I was surprised were, about how young some of them were because I thought they were I all styled were older, much yeah. older. Really? Oh, they yeah. look way too old for these characters. I think they, were, they look I, older to me. No, they looked like look, they were convincingly in high oh, school. What I, mean, I, I, don't mean, I don't mean costumes because it's this weird fantasy of like, oh my, we're all sophisticated adults. I mean, but, but they're people. playing they high school. They're playing high school. They're playing high school, but I thought their faces, like, they, they just looked like they were in their 20s. Their faces look like they're like slightly younger than you, James. They look like 25. That's what their faces look like. Sarah Michelle Gellar was like. Ryan Felipe is 25. 
25 yeah. years old in this I don't know. His face just looks so boyish. Well, that's which is part that of That is his appeal. But he like, has a boyish face. That's yeah. why people go crazy for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was... It was um, yeah, it's just a weird vibe. Like, the, the high school... Uh, I thought they were fully in college. Until, yeah. Like, uh, I mean, we'll get to... I feel like we, this is a, a big b- banana for this thing, <laughs> which we will get to. Yeah. I feel like we should... Give the bottles their due first. Let's do it. Yeah. The bottles? Yeah. Um, so I'm gonna go with Reese's performance. Cool. Oh my god. Uh, I think she's serving it. She was still. serving. I think yeah. she she's like committed. There's some really beautiful, just like subtlety in her performance. It's Absolutely. Really freaking hard with a bad script, like because it's not a good script. No. And like, especially yeah. when everyone else is kind of going for like they everyone I think understands the genre of what film they're going for. But they're but, overselling it. I yeah, think. I think it's it's the director's first film that he's yeah. directed, and you can tell. I think Whereas, when you think about the performances, because yeah, they are not going united, like, they're not unified yeah. at all. Yeah. Whereas Reese is giving a very grounded performance, mm. and it just makes her work lift up really. Yeah. compared yeah. to all the, the rest, and I thought she could have easily played this as we see with other performances as very like naive, Dumb. innocent yeah. girl. Yeah. Kind she's of, very like she feels very grounded and down to earth. Yeah, she just feels like a real um, person. And yeah. it could have been like a nothing role if you weren't like giving it that groundedness. It could and have you been know what? really forgotten. I forget sometimes how good Reese is, just because she does have just you know she's yeah. a movie star, so she is playing variations on the same role most of the time. Yeah. Um, but that role is so good. That person and is she does so, it so well. She yeah. does it so well, and I can so see milky blue eyes. <laughs> I can see why Ryan would fall in love with her. Honestly, she seems like a very authentic person. Like, yeah, and I mean, like she plays it close to the chest with her. Yeah, with that movie star thing. But like stuff like election versus like legally blonde. Those are two very different. Like they're still like in the same league, but two very different. Kind yeah, of I think legally blonde's also an example of that. She can, yeah, she can go bigger if she mm. wants to. But and she's election as well. Choos- yeah, yeah, she's choosing not to do that kind of big comedy performance here, even though that's something as well within her wheelhouse. Yeah. And I think it's it's the right choice. I think it it grounds this character so well. She does. Yeah. It doesn't make her silly, which she could be very easily a silly character. Well, to me, I'm just like compared one, to some of <laughs> One, I buy why Ryan Philippi, the person, would yeah. fall in love with her. But also, two, I buy why the character. The character Sebastian would fall in love with her yeah. because he, he, she's so different from all the other girls around mm. and he kind of challenges her like he again he's like attracted to the unconquerable the, the thing mm. that's out of reach and this is a different kind of out of reach than Catherine because it, well, it's yeah. his sister stepsister mm. but, but this yeah. is this is a different kind of girl that he's never um, one that challenges him in a deeper maybe more uh, human way you know like yeah. sees him yeah. as a human and not just like a little pawn like mm. like Catherine does yeah I uh, I guess another bottle for me would be I do like that they're willing to put those I mean like that there is this backstabbing like kind of quality with Sarah Michelle Gellar and I like the idea that those two are step siblings like I'm like oh that that feels like a lot it of this it, film it makes it more lurid yeah which I like and I think the film isn't I think as lurid as it wants to be I think the film generally does a pretty bad job <laughs> of adapting the story into oh, the yeah. context of New York High School but there are some things that it does well I think it does the the stepsisters step siblings thing instead of ex-lovers of the past yeah I think it 
it's, 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 it works to kind of be a similar level of obstacle for them being together. And it gives the stakes um, of what he wants, like sleeping with her a yeah. bit more. It's like, oh, it is really forbidden. You yeah. Know? Um, and I also, I honestly, I was like watching, I was like, oh yeah, I also see, like they've got the challenge of that they cannot have a duel to the death because it's a New York, so mm-hmm. a fist fight that's right next to a busy road. I was like, oh yeah, that worked. That made sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I'm trying to think of like any other like things that were good in the adaptation. Because um, <laughs> mm. <laughs> I mean, look, the the adaptation itself, it's like very clumsy in parts. Should we like, talk about? I, it's not a bottle or a banana, but like at this time period, there were a lot of these kind of yes. adaptations. Oh, so sure. what like, was the first one that oh, really do, started? Is wait. it Romeo plus Juliet that really started Maybe. the trend? No, that's thousands. Like, no, that's no, that's ninety six. Is it ninety six? Yes. Okay. Well, I got my list. thousands. Well, I, I just like want to talk more cards. about Reese and how she uh, <laughs> sometimes doesn't even need to say anything to serve. She's got silence. She can do a silence. She can do anything yeah. with a look. What a great actress. So we've got... Um, some that we have, uh, this isn't in order. She's the Man is 2006, that's way late. O is 2001, which is the Othello adaptation. She's uh, the Man 10 is... Things I Had About You was 1999 yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. And Romeo plus Juliet is 96. 96. I think that was the that was the trope founder. Yeah, we have yeah. Well, and yeah. They one also... Valley Girl from 83, Romeo but that... and Juliet. But that's not like the trend no, but like, off. Yeah. And but she's like, all that, which they, we've covered before, is they, a Pygmalion they adaptation. Even, they even played the Cardigans love fool yeah in this film so they were clearly were inspired by by but Romeo anyway there was i have Julia. one other one clueless um is with emma, emma is yeah, 1995 yeah. okay so i feel like maybe clueless might have been the first big one then yeah because romeo but, and juliet i feel like it kind of popular but it's not the same because it is just shakespeare but it's yeah. it's weird though know? because like but it's that retrofitting like it's the, yeah how can the we, guns are called well, sword, sword sword things. And, yeah. and the thing about romeo and juliet is a bit more of a, a serious story as well is like clueless is like a light yeah. comedy um, you know whereas, whereas yeah. this is more kind of in that vein of let's let's take something a bit serious and kind of make yeah. it a bit more pop poppy like in, in, in yeah pop it feels for the, closer, the to, closer to clueless than to yeah, yeah. Um, but it's clearly in the vein of that sort of thing where people are trying to adapt classics for a teenage audience. For the 90s angsty yeah. um, youth. And, and it's just to such... varying degrees of success. Well, yeah, it's such <laughs> high emotions and, like, big stakes. I personally think this is just such a terrible choice of, of, of <laughs> a thing to adapt for teenagers. Like, I, like... The high, the whole, the stakes of courtly romance are just a, re, it's a, just a totally different world. That's quite. I, I feel like you could adapt this for a high school, maybe, but I, the way that they have done it doesn't seem to read true to. It's a literal adaptation. It's such a literal adaptation, um, and it's like yeah, like and the you, context of it, and it gives you this like sense. really purple prose, like a lot of the time, oh, where these but, actors have to deliver these lines that are. Really difficult. I feel like Some we're switching into the bananas now. We are, but, but, but yeah. honestly, right. we said any other bottles, no, and we were like, uh. "That's the thing for me, though." I think because of how fake and artificial, it somehow transcends to me into a place where I enjoyed watching it. Look, I don't, I don't think it's, <laughs> it's totally unenjoyable to watch. I just think it's like such a. It's, that's the weirdness of it as a film. Yeah, yeah and sure. I think we should. We oh, have yeah. to discuss how weird this. Well, is. that's the thing. It's just like. Because it's so weird and like everything is as we'll we can talk about this now, but like so play and like so play acting and dress up. Yeah. Like something about that quality of this film 
makes it fall into like a realm of like what am I watching and like why am I sort of enjoying it because it's like it totally doesn't fit like these two worlds don't fit they don't. but somehow they try really the, the sensation is like watching it it's, not. it's like I, I said this during the film it's like watching a high school production and I was meaning it for Ryan's performance but I think it can apply to the whole thing where when you're watching a high school show and they've made some like bizarre concept and trying to layer it on top yeah. you've got some actors that you're like oh they're really selling it oh gosh okay we're stuck with this one now and like yeah like trying to like the the mishmash of tones yeah. is just so bizarre it's very uh, it's but got, it's kind of enrapturing it's yeah. all like um uh spellbinding as well i think it's yeah there's also the, there's a concept shakespeare problem with this right where it's mm. like trying to take this plot which is so contingent on the specific social mores of yeah. this you know old, old, i don't know if it's 18th or 19th century france but it's i think it's 18th? Like 18th century france yeah but yeah <laughs> some old french shit some old french shit <laughs> it's like it's about like yeah the scandals of court yeah. and like that can still be emotionally affecting and can still mm. be interesting but like that time period so deeply is informing the subject matter of yeah, this play. That's why the that stakes then, are so high. Yeah, and then it's like so then when you're putting it in a high school context, you have to do a lot more work to establish for us like why like why that's we care. Why, that's why it's amusing to me. And so it's like, yeah, that's what, but I just feel like we we have to all agree that there's like a fundamental failure. Oh yeah, that's of it doesn't work. Yeah. In the same way that when you have like a really bad when you have Richard the Third but we're all do it but it's Parliament themed <laughs> and we're doing it in part it's like, yeah, but we wouldn't actually you don't actually kill everybody to be the Prime Minister of New Zealand. Like that's not like yeah. it doesn't yeah. quite work the same way. On that list that I was looking through, it also has, like, Easy A, which is a bit later, where, like, the the concept of, like, shame and, like, demonizing, like, applies to high school. And they're doing, like, a very liberal, liberal adaptation. Yeah, it's just, like, let's grab that thing. And we're establishing the world of the school and what the social strata is and why, like, this Amanda Bynes' character is kind of, like, very, you know, virginal clique are, like, really, <laughs> like, yeah. the, the rulers and the mean girls of the school yeah. so that her, you know, supposedly, you know, having this reputation it, it would, would affect her so. Like, yeah, it's, like, there's lots of, like, things that are not established in this I world. I do think yeah. that, like, I mean, I don't, obviously they're not... <laughs> aiming to recreate the gravitas of yeah. Les Liaisons Dangereux. They're, they're, what they're aiming for is kind of like a teen version of like what we've established in like a, a few episodes ago of like the basic instinct, the kind yeah. of like lord. But it for teens, to... right? Like, yeah, because teens a, always want to... sex drama, it is. but for teens. Yeah, yeah. And, and like they obviously took this blueprint of like... Um, twisty turny yeah sexy kind of like backstabbing mm. Mm. it's like a gossip girl kind of thing or well, i've never yeah. seen gossip girl but i'm just like and yeah. there were sequences where i was like oh this would hit for teens but like, that's the thing I think the, liter- like, the literalism of it i think yeah, yeah, really yeah. lets it down because <laughs> they yeah. haven't done enough work to translate i don't think it's, it's impossible for it to work but they haven't done enough work to translate it with like <laughs> moments of her being like oh you can stick it anywhere but somehow and, like, i think it does like for that target demographic i think it works because like teens, but also teens love thinking that they're smarter <laughs> and like fucking cooler than they actually are and like yeah. if i'd seen this as a teen yeah i'd be like I mean, I don't know. I'd probably be smarter than it, but still, I'm just like... You'd then immediately go watch the Glen Close film afterwards and yeah, yeah. actually know what this is based on. Yeah, yeah. Also and, but also, you'd be like... And you tell all your friends, you're like... Yeah, it's actually based off a, it's based off a classic piece of literature. Yeah. Which I've read. And but, the way that Ryan was, is strutting around in those neo-clothes, like... 
yeah. where he feels he's hot it's a shit. Big, like, like it's yeah. a it's a look, it's a mood, and everyone was doing that also with the Matrix. This I honestly year as though well. was looking at him in that big long coat, and I was like, this looks like the sort of boy that would get bullied in school. <laughs> like he doesn't look very cool at yeah. all to me. Like strutting around with his big. You it, know, it reminded me of Joseph like, Gordon-Levitt's character in Brick. Where I was he's also like, thinking, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm an it's angry a very dude. like JD and he. And I used to like, growing very, up, I used yeah. to love Brick. I was like, what a cool dude. Yeah, fuck yeah. And then I rewatched it. I was like, ah, he's a weirdo. Strange man. But that's the thing, like, Ryan Phillippe's character is a manic pixie dream boy, or like a manic dangerous dream boy, where he's like, <laughs> he's actually like, he's a bad boy, but then yeah. he gets chained, and he's of sensitive, course. he writes in his journal, yeah. he actually falls he's for the real feeling. It's a very, it's a JD from here, yeah. it's the exact same. Yeah. Um, so it's very appealing. Yeah. And he, it's wrapped up on a, such an, a beautiful, angelic, soft boy yeah. face. And the, so yeah, the performance, it is like, odd. Um, I, I think he is bad. Matt thinks it works. It's weird because, like, bad, so I think he's I think actually glimmers of like, oh, he's man, he's being directed in a way that is feels so directed. Like, a, up on this line, it's weird. There's some like objectively like bad performances or performers, but for the type of film that this is, because I think the character is posturing a lot and. This like not it's not to his talent, but the effect of his performance works for the overall film for me because this is not going to be this is not a prestige film. Like yeah. it works for the trashiness of the film to me. Yeah, and this character, I especially when I, I think I didn't find him charming enough for this character. He's your end, right? Like I, I feel sure. like this character needs to be so charming that you can forgive him all his crimes. Yeah, sure. And sure, I don't, yeah. I didn't feel that with him. He's just pretty. He He's is not, not charming. charming. It is, it is. He is really. And I think that makes like for the, for the relationship with Reese Witherspoon to work because I didn't buy that relationship because I just did not buy that she would fall for him because that's, there was nothing. That's the thing. For like her it needed him. a bit more meat to that relationship. Yeah. And towards the end, they were really selling this love story between them they and were it's, like it's full... got to be key for the thing to work yeah, like yeah. The they fully tilted the... into like this yeah. and as a reference point you think of Mal- malkovich as like the same role and you're like it's very rich the third you're like god this... you know what Ooh, there must be you... something about these two roles because i feel like michelle and john were hooking up during like the filming of dangerous as well do you mean glenn no, no glenn is the sarah thing. michelle Geller role Okay. Michelle is the Reese role because Reese and Ryan are famously iconically yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a movie couple. Wait, but did you say Malkovich and Michelle Pfeiffer? And... Oh, oh, I see. Right. Who is the Reese yeah, yeah. role? She plays the Reese yeah. role. And they oh, were hooking up while they were doing this as well. I mean, yeah. And I mean, look, Lucky Malkovich because <laughs> visually. <laughs> she is way. Visually. Yeah. I mean, he has a certain appeal, but yeah, no. no oh, come on. Really. Like, no no offense to John. Look. In that role, he's very... I don't but know if he's I full-on d- sexy, but there's an appeal. But I'm like, this is the thing is, I don't think that this role needs to be played by somebody that's absolutely good-looking. He has yeah. to be compelling. He yeah. has to be captivating mm. and charismatic. And I do not think those are words that I would ever apply to Ryan Felipe. I think he's pretty, but I don't oh think he is I keep, yeah, anything I, else. I, I, I don't feel like... I think Timothy Chalamet would kill. Oh, this he would role. kill in this role. Kill He'd be so good if they remade this with Timothy yeah. Chalamet. And the film didn't even lean into. I mean, it wasn't. You saw one shot of like his bud, and then I guess you see his abs yes, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Which, like, oh my god! When they did the butt reveal, <laughs> James, James thought the definition, the muscling of his butt, was a scars. <laughs> There was a bruise on the side of his butt. It's and it, was side, it sculpted his butt. It I sculpted. I don't always see like toned butts, okay? okay. And I was like, this what is, is that? This is real insulting to me and my butt. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I don't have a toned butt either. Like, you don't see yours. Yeah, I can 
look in the mirror and see my untoned oh. butt. Um, yeah. So it does. It's not even like lavishly pouring over. I don't hair. know. It's weird because like. Mm. Who's this for? I think it just assumes that we'll all like him. I think... Yeah. <laughs> That's the problem yeah, for me. I'm yeah. like, no. Because I feel like certain actors probably weren't comfortable. Like, Reese clearly was like, no nudity, please. Like, no. Like, even in their sex scene, which I'm like, I understand. Like, whatever. Like, what I actually the... thought their sex scene was very nice. It was nice, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was a bit too close up for me. What was but... the, the rating of this film, do we know? It was an R. Right, okay. So they could have more nudity. Yeah, later. exactly. Yeah. Okay. I guess the themes and like the... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The general salaciousness and is And openly enough. talking about sex, which Americans are pretty, like, weird about sometimes. Yeah, but yeah. it's, like, you know, incest and, like... Well, yeah. no, it's not incest, really. But They're step-siblings, like, but yeah, it's frowned it's upon. It's complicated... Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Uh, Should but, we talk about um, Selma? Yeah. Oh, my God. So, this The thing character. about Selma. <laughs> so, Cecile is this character. And the... the, the necessary plot thing is that she is an innocent girl so who i guess is if, very... if they were like maybe seniors she would be like a freshman or something yeah but there how is no old, how is... old was she meant to be playing it's not clear at all this is why i was uncomfortable because I, she is like she's... 27 and she, they she is film. fully the oldest she is the oldest of them all. <laughs> yeah. and she is like playing this character like she is probably about 11 yeah like you guys were talking about house of gucci with like Com- com- comedy performances. I feel like she was directed, or at least oh, she was definitely directed to, like, to do this. I'm I'm in a comedy. Like she's the yeah. comedy part, so she was really hamming. But it, up. it feels it feels it's such a weird way of like translate the concept of yeah. an innocent girl into an innocent a girl is yeah, yeah. in a child. Of the innocent, <laughs> and in... so we're gonna have this adult woman, and she's like running around with her dollies, in... and she's like rolling around on the floor, like basically yeah. thumb sucking. It's very strange. And this was this it's... was Uma Thurman in the original film, right? Yeah, yeah. The cast, honestly. <laughs> oh, it's incredible. Um, yeah, I like, was uncomfortable. Are... It's so uncomfortable. It's such a choice. One, she is just. Yeah, the girl is is the, the emphasis, yeah. and then she's interacting with these teens who um, act like adults. So yeah, it, the 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 chasm becomes even like bigger because nobody looks their age. Yeah. It's also very hard for us to interpret how old everybody's supposed to be because it's never <laughs> stated as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so yeah, it's just very very uncomfortable in like a way that's not, I think. The intention isn't yeah. is supposed to be. It's like, oh, it's dirty that he's polluting this innocent girl. Is yeah. like the whole, and that's for the original. But innocence doesn't. I think the director's understanding, the director slash writer's understanding of innocence is it's not like the same. Child, as it's like to a like, child, which makes you a bit uncomfortable to it's watch. It's extremely uncomfortable because like, even though they're supposed really to be gross. the same age, like yeah, it's very. But, like, it feels but, like taking advantage of a person with like a mental handicap. That's the thing. Yeah. Even like, even when she um, wasn't being sexual, I was uncomfortable by her in general because. She is a fully 27-year-old woman playing a 12-year-old or yeah. whatever. And I'm just like, I, I hope the character isn't meant to be 12. But yeah, like, but we can't tell. Hard. We don't know how yeah. she's supposed yeah. to be. Because um, I was uncomfortable with her playing it this way. Cause yeah. like, and then I think, yeah, the scene, and so there's a particular scene which I was just like, not a fan of this. Oh, um, I was not a fan of which, this scene either. Uh, yeah, so he basically, pressures her to stay, takes photos so, of her. So yeah, basically, this is, this um, is um, they've they've decided, so uh, yeah, Ryan Felipe's character has decided to, to come on board the corrupting Cecile plan because he's mad with her mother. Um, who apparently spread like information about him to Reese Witherspoon, mm. um, so he's going to join in on the like corrupting her plot line. Yeah. Um, and so he does this by feeding her 
alcohol without telling her it's alcohol. Oh, I missed that. So I she was, oh, yeah, yeah she's, she's, she's having iced tea, tea, but it's Long Island well, iced tea. Yeah. So oh, she's yes, getting no, her drunk yeah. um, and then like photographing her in like compromising positions. And then eventually like, yeah, using like a trick of like, like bl- well, blackmail like, pretty much. Well, no, but, but not even blackmail. Like he basically. I'll like, call your mother. Yeah. Well, there's like blackmail into letting her kiss him and yeah, yeah, letting yeah, him kiss her, which instead he's like, and by that I mean oral sex and you've already consented so you can't withdraw it yeah. which I'm like oh that gross. is a sexual assault that yeah. is happening at this time and this is meant to be this is our hero our hero um, and yeah it's one of these, these elements which I'm like are not necessary for this plot no at yeah. all like we didn't need to go that dark and I don't think the movie knows that it's that no, dark no. I think the well, movie is, thinks that it's like I, a funny that's, trick on that's her that's the thing this is yeah. the sensibility of the time which yuck. yikes <laughs> yikes it's really and I think the movie yeah the movie's thing is like it's funny because like she doesn't know what's happening and then she is like you know now she's gonna have sex with him well, and there's a perfectly easy way to like tell the story where he's still like corrupting her but she's still doing it consensually because there's yeah there's a way to be like i think the idea that like somebody that is innocent or like hasn't you know yeah doesn't have sexual experience is therefore like has the the you know like mind of a child mm. is not yeah. that, that's the that's it's the problem it's like choice. starting with that that premise you're already off on such a bad <laughs> trait that we don't have yeah. to be on that train thankfully can... they didn't show that scene <sighs> what they did show was this weird scene of like pure like lesbian fantasy titillation yes yeah. which of... is also like i've got to say you know as much as i like i like a lesbian element in things is not necessary this was, at all for this well, plot this it was, was there not, just for the boys this, this is definitely for the lads. A, a, a male this gaze the type of, of scene where it's like these two women, oh, I don't know, girls, the teenage girls. Teenagers, but also Sarah Michelle Gellar is dressed like a widow. A widow, like Felina like, Flores. Like, <laughs> the scene was, it was earlier. This is earlier. Um, yeah, yeah. She she was uh, going to teach Yeah, it's like going to teach kiss. her kissing. And so there's like a very slow, seductive, like, make-out scene. What it's so funny no as well, because like she, she, you know, she tells her the instructions, right? Like, I will massage your tongue <laughs> yeah. with my tongue, and then you will massage my tongue with, with your tongue, which... <laughs> When it's said out loud, it's not very sexy. Um, <laughs> like, the, oh, in fact, the opposite. Of what yeah, it's like is. we can see the tongues on the screen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then when they do it, it's like some of them is just going go for, for it. Going for the tongue. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I don't know. It's the whole characterization is very uncomfortable. And it's yeah. like, yeah, I just don't know why they thought this would be the thing that would make it make sense know. in the, the, the high school world. Like, yeah. Because even when Uma Thurman's playing it in the eighties film, like, but there's, there's she's she's just naive. There's right? there's she's a, a way to silly. keep her maybe like young, like don't refer, but like a naive, but not make her like like a girl, like a little little girl, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. yeah, like there's like yeah, a difference are, between naivety and like lack of experience yeah. versus yeah. Like, and even like you know, if this girl was like. Because like Reese Witherspoon's character is also supposed to be yeah. innocent, yeah, 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 and she plays it in such a more grounded way. It's like you oh, could play. I guess they're trying to demarcate God. the characters, but they go to such an extent. Such that it's like, just just geez. back to Reese for a second. Now that I've remembered it, her ugly faces. There is a part of the film <laughs> oh, yeah. where she tries to like make so, like, make him laugh make him by laugh. pulling ugly faces, and in she's the car. pulling ugly faces and. Boy, are they ugly? She's going. She's for going it. for it. I love them. I love them as it's well. Like, yeah, it's like her addition to play. There's like a reason a why it's character. the first picture that's on the IMDb yeah, page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very striking. Yeah, go and look um, if you haven't seen already. IMDb um, photos. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, because this is a the the sexual episode of how do we feel about the sexuality of this film? 
I think a lot of it is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's very tame. It's very, it's, yeah. Oh, it is very tame. But like the scenes where the seduction is between Catherine mm. and Sebastian, <laughs> the blocking between them. The blocking yeah. is very, it's, it feels, that's why I wanted to know what the rating was. Because like, it feels like we've got to show this in a way that we also can't show any nudity. Or yeah. we can't show, you know, like where's the, yeah, it was very like. <laughs> so yeah, we get a couple of, it's, uh, you like a lot of edging and like titillation. Yeah, lots like, of like dry humping, like riding. Lots but of, it's yeah. like very weird dry humping where you're like looking at the logistics of their bodies and being like out of shot. I don't know where they necessarily. Yeah. That would be, <laughs> like, well, they're yeah. playing on the fact that it's forbidden, right? Like yeah. it's like this, a part of that is like titillating for the audience. Mm. Um, but the way they do it, it's just the way they block it, the way they kind of stage the scenes of the rubbing and the seduction yeah. is so hilarious. I just don't yeah. think they. Yeah, they don't work together as like this. They don't like, will really they have... want they? I feel like the most appealing part of like the seduction was when Sarah Michelle Gellar was like posing on the couch, and I think it's like a first seduction kind of scene, and she's showing a little bit of cleavage, and she's like, "Hey, Sebastian, da da da." He's weirdly posed on the piano for some reason. Like yeah. it's just bizarre blocking and direction. Like <laughs> yeah. what is going on? But yeah, the thing is, like, it's 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 it feels so specific <laughs> that you're like. It feels like we couldn't do the natural thing, so we had to put you in this pose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's very strange a lot of the time. So their parents are just never around. Yeah, they're, they're like, in Bali. Yeah, they're in Bali. Tell yeah. the parents we to start here. One parent, which is Christine Baranski, which not oh, like yeah. amazing. So her side plot where she's racist. Yeah. She's, she's Look, not it's not first, a great role for her. first of all she no. has like the Marge Simpson um, Chanel which suit, I did love that for her which I did love and like all of the older women in the 90s just had newscaster hair didn't they they just had yeah. like yeah. the blowout yeah. yeah um Christine Maransky always reliable she did doesn't the, have much to do here but there's her, a funny moment where she yeah. like uh she's getting told by Sarah Michelle Gellar that the person that Summer Blair her daughter is sleeping with but she isn't at the time, but she's or it's about she's to getting love letters from. She like she says very loudly like he's a little, and then she's like black, which and is then, hilarious. Yeah, and someone's getting serving coffee, and she's like, oh no, very. Um, I mean, there, yeah, the racial stuff in the film is weird, also. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. Um, but. I, I mean, I did laugh when um, Sarah Michelle Gellar was like spying on Cecile and her like. Um, uh, her music teacher Ronald. Um, of course, again, the, the least sexy name that exists. Why did like that's and, not one from the original? We didn't have to choose the name yeah. Ronald. And they're having like this very cute kind of I don't know if it's cute actually, but they're having like a you know the the budding romances there. Yeah. Like um, he's teaching her to play uh, cello in a very sexual position actually. Yeah. Um, and then she's spying on them, and then she, to catch their attention, she. Um, knocks uh, a thing off like a pedestal and she <laughs> immediately blames the Vietnamese the, the, maid the companions like May Lee what did you do poor May Lee honestly when she had any scenes after that there was all I she know got. she didn't even have a line did, did she get a, line? a did she even no. get a she got a credit card? she got a credit she did get yeah. a credit she was in the, in the opening good. credits I'm just thinking of another Linda Blair moment where Linda Blair oh Linda Blair has a lot of moments not in this film turning heads um Selma Blair Cecile's uh uh, character is she's Sarah Michelle Gellar is watching a video recording of her in the tutor and oh she's God. like putting doing her, a handstand doing a handstand and she's wearing a skirt and so you oh. know her skirt opens up and the guy like looks at her crotch and it's just like bizarre because she's all being these like, things of like oh, oh she's so I'm innocent that she's constantly flashing people all the time like, so her first scene when she's introduced it's like she flashes 
Ryan Felipe because she doesn't realise it because she's so naive. Mm, um, yeah. And it's like, that's just the con- this constant thing is that she's like, but it, it just makes it seem like, yeah, like the Even way that childish. a yeah. child does that. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like, this is the behaviour of like, yeah, when children just will flash you accidentally because they don't realise that it's inappropriate. Yeah. Um, like know? that's, yeah, and it's, yeah. It's, it's not it's not sexy at all. It's very no. it's like who, gross. Who wrote this that thought like a lot of this was sexual? I don't think so. I not, don't know. Like even a teenager would write something sexier than this, I yeah. feel like. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. This film, it's not Oh, it is bottles. It's just tiny little bottles. I do, like, there are some signature lines that pop out, sure. so I will just um, highlight oh, them. Oh, some of the lines and the way they are delivered. Love, um, yes. So, yeah, uh, there's a scene where they're, tr- they're given an excuse for why they're writing letters all the time, uh, which is delivered by Ryan Felipe, one of his, his best delivered lines which is ronald emails is for geeks and pedophiles which is just said so fast and blunt like, emails are for geeks and pedophiles it's just like one sort of rattled off little yeah. like, <laughs> the fact that that's like a acceptable line in 1999 <laughs> it's like okay we've come so far in terms of tech knowledge yeah. first of all and also second of all it's just like okay so you're just writing letters like that's the solution yeah. don't even beep you don't even page we don't call we don't call yeah. <laughs> Only Ryan Felipe has a has a cell phone. Yeah. Everybody else has a landline. Do you want to deliver the the next one, Matt? Oh sure. This is uh, Catherine. I'm the Marsha fucking Brady of the Upper East Side. Nice. And, yeah, and this is a it's actually an exchange. Um, yeah. So would you like to to, to do? Oh, the do first you want to be the Ryan? You set me up. I'll be the Ryan. Oh, um, you're the okay. Reese. I'm impressed. Well, I'm in love. And oh. We screamed. Yes. <laughs> we screamed. It was great. Honestly, so this was a very well set up line, right? So Ryan Philippi had just recognized that he loved Reese and he was about to win the bet. Mm. Um, and he was they were about to have sex, but he's like, No, I actually have feelings for you, so I'm not Which that shot of Reese where she like parted her shirt and then she was about ready to be like, Take me. Yeah. She looked so vulnerable. Oh, it was great. She was serving She's and so then he's good. like, I'm sorry, I can't. Honestly, this might be like one of my top race performances. <laughs> like, I, have I to... mean just because like she is like the sole island of like yeah. just an uncontrovertibly and, good performance yeah, and everybody that, else. That moment of vulnerability, like we haven't had sex before. I think a lot of people can understand yeah. that moment of mm. like, I'm I trust you, let's do this. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready for it. I'm ready yeah. for you. And and he's like and he you know, realizes the change in his feelings and he's like, oh, I actually care about this girl, walks away and then um, she, what, what happens? Does she go and then... She's about to leave. She's about reason. to leave for some reason yeah. and then she's in the train station. She's up, going up the escalator yeah. and then she, as she looks up, he's who's there. at the top of the escalator? <laughs> Ryan Philippi. Which one of the most memorable really shots good right it. um it's a classic rom-com like moment yeah, it's where very she's... like running to the and airport. you know what i am the same as reese i'm impressed <laughs> yeah and he is in love <laughs> if that that is that needs to be yeah. you know mimed for more things and the moment where they um they have their like breakup scene um, which comes a little later. I thought, I thought you were playing footsies with me, Kaz. It's now so cat, Charlie. Um, I was like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, where he's like, I'm sorry, I can't do this anymore. Like, I don't know if we've talked specifically about this scene, but yeah, she is so, like, there. She's great. Yeah, and I was like, he's not reading for well, me, that, but she yeah, is. Yeah, this yeah. is, they have yeah. scenes together. They have, like, meaty scenes together. Yeah. And she serves she all the time. It. 
I actually thought that the a football boyfriend was very effective in his scene. Yeah, he was very vulnerable. He mm. was like, "Damn, I'm caught." Yeah, and it I was just... a it was honestly a bit of, a bit of a side plot. Yeah, I feel like we haven't really talked about it. It's the Kansas strain of the well, cast. Yeah. They delivered the the emotional yeah. the, the New York strain of the cast are too superficial. Nah. Yeah, so it's like at one point it's revealed that despite the casual homophobia of the characters, yeah. which is that, rife, which is film. rife, um, Sebastian has a gay friend, and the gay friend right. is sometimes is a, has an occasional hookup with the football player, a football player from Reese's old hometown, yeah. who I thought was supposed to be her like boyfriend, but is it like just a friend? A friend, was, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and so he is like, oh, I'm going to spring a trap where I'll get him to come over to my room and then you can catch us there. And you can use that as blackmail to get... To get him to convince Reese that to give uh, Ryan another chance. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it's, it's it's a small plot. It's not really it's a, a small major plot. aspect of it. No, but, but the guy, he does, he does a pretty good job. He does yeah. a really good job. I was like, oh, I buy you. You're very scared and vulnerable right now yeah. and you mm. would do anything. And I also feel like the ending, like how it all comes to a head with... Um, Sebastian dying and then the the funeral and then the reveal of the journal like it all <laughs> the high campness of that was quite yeah. fun I think the bittersweet symphony of it all really just yeah, yeah. Over yeah. which to, plays at to, the end to success I just love when someone is making a speech and there's a commotion. Mm. <laughs> you know, there's like, like something in the, in the audience. And it's like a very hearing. specific acting exercise where you're like, you have to be like, what, what? And still try and carry yeah, yeah. on for a it's little bit. It's trying to carry on for a little bit. And then there's the moment where you, you finally be like, what, what, what is, is happening? so rude, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and Bittersweet Symphony is how the, the musical uh, decides to end it as well. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's iconic, yeah. And it's so swooping and it kind of fits with this tone of like Baroque but teen like style mm. where this bizarre um, uh, balancing act it's on um so I, I i do think at the end i was like oh like it all kind of came together reese drives off in the fancy car that ryan felipe used to own which and, is yeah. looks incredible like it's a lovely car, car. it's a good like, car i can't I really, see why she'd like that was what really Catherine like the won the bet she was gonna get the car i really like the car because like you know like a typical car would be like a sports car right but no it's i like thought a, this car was really good from the from beginning like the 1940s yeah. it looks like, it's like and a also i love that they paid off not only the glasses which is really cool <laughs> that they that was actually purposeful but the journal the journal he was yeah, obsessed with his journal mm. and i mean like he's done some beautiful work there are like there's the scrapbook it's mixed material. media there's collage yeah. in there there's yeah. little like annotations there's some spelling mistakes it's like you know this this journal walked so the burn book from me goes ran yeah and the the journal like we see the consequences of the journal right away everyone's handing them out and then um the crucifix which is pretty iconic. oh the crucifix so, i we talked about this yeah, yeah. so at the very start of the, the film, like we see Sarah Michelle Gellar bring out a crucifix necklace um, and we're like, oh, is she Christian? And then uh, when she, in private, she like takes it out and there's cocaine in it. And she's got a, she's Honestly, got a little tiny cocaine One spoon. of the, the coolest props of like, <laughs> very cool all time. Prop. I have to admit, it's a strong <laughs> yeah. prop. Yeah. And so at the very end of it, it's confiscated by who I assume is her father. Or the principal, or the priest. I think. Or the principal, right. Yeah. Or some figure of authority. Some guy, I don't know. <laughs> she's in trouble. Um, and weirdly, one thing that I want to quickly mention is that um, there are some sequels to this film, right? Yeah. Um, yes. And so we'll talk about 
two and three in a little bit, I want to quickly highlight <laughs> that in 2016, um, a pilot or TV movie was made. They call it a TV movie. It's now. like a stealth pilot. Yeah. That did not get picked up. Um, where it, it, Sarah Michelle Gellar came back and uh, it was supposed to be a new cast, but she's there kind of like what? Star Wars and It's featuring her and the love child of Sebastian and Annette, which clearly was conceived during the the one sex scene that they had. So it's very hard to find this, but you can see the final scene on YouTube, which I'd highly recommend checking out because... It sets up that character. She definitely has sex with a ghost. Yeah. So well, what she does <laughs> you know is what? she takes up you this know, bigger comes crucifix. Back. Yeah, exactly. The crucifix. Yeah. The cocaine. And she removes it. The cocaine comes out. It's a bigger crucifix this time because she needs a bigger hat. And then you, yeah, we see this person who's clearly not Ryan Felipe. He did not <laughs> yeah. want to come back. Um, come forward towards her, and then it pans past, and no one's there, and she's just touching herself i guess um as she doesn't even look like she's just more just like writhing around yeah. in the chair it just reminds <laughs> me of the scene in scary movie where tori amos gets fucked by a ghost but, yeah mm. and uh and then finally and she's like feeling her oats tori. and looks towards this love like, tori tori amos. Say tori amos and i was like i think that's wrong but i don't know enough about Not scary tori movie to, to correct you <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> and then yeah she's like poor tori amos Feeling her eyes and then like looks towards the dude and says happy hunting, which is a iconic, I guess, iconic line from this. A line from this. Yeah, it's a line that sure. exists. Uh, but yeah, uh, Cruel Intentions 2 is a prequel, is a prequel uh, about how Sebastian and Catherine kind of met and it stars none other than <laughs> our Friend of the loser, podcast. Amy Adams as, as Catherine. Catherine, yeah. yeah. I would see that. Yeah, I watched the trailer. I'd highly recommend checking out the trailer. It also has like a wow, lesbians kind of moment. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. And sure. um, and Amy is very like it's just bizarre seeing people's faces before they age into who you think of them as. Oh, um, early Amy is some of the best Amy. Yeah, mm-hmm. Catch Me If You Can, Drop Dead Gorgeous, even Junebug, which is her first Oscar nomination. She is <laughs> has never been better. I think. Yeah, she's amazing. I love her. Oh. Anyways, <laughs> and this is this is the what's his name? Uh, Cumble, the the director. Roger Cumble. Roger, Roger Cumble came back for this to direct it. I'm pretty sure he wrote it as well. And then three, he was kicked off. I did not actually look into what three is about, so I'm just gonna quickly pull this up. All right. Um, All right. So hope it's good. But <laughs> yeah. weirdly, it's like the year time. But this was a this was a franchise. This was yeah. like a huge... I mean, there's a cult following, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it's got a, and I mean, like I can see the campness of it for sure. And I feel to... like as a teen, like you know, I feel like a lot. And me as a teen right now, yeah. um, I feel <laughs> like <laughs> I feel like teens would like get attached to something like this. Yeah, it's like you know, it's, it's the it's same that reason. Sort of schmaltzy kind of not yeah. schmaltzy. I guess like schlocky. Schlocky, lurid teens. Yeah, lurid teens, thing. but also just like teens acting like adults is like a, you know, Gilmore Girls is a thing. Riverdale, like yeah. Yeah. all these things. Gossip Girl, like there's yeah. an appeal. Um, so Cruel Intentions 3 went the same track as Home Alone 3, where it was new kids. So meet Cassie, Kaz, Jason, <laughs> and Patrick, three amoral ki- uh, college students. So it's college oh, this, uni time, this time. Oh, uni this time. Who, nice. through a series of sexual wages, take malicious pleasure in ruining the lives of their fellow classmates. 1.9 on Letterbox. Oh. Um, what a recommendation. Yeah. Um, uh, what were we talking What did you just... Uh, I forgot what you were... Um, oh, I wanted to check the box office quickly, okay, um, just right. to see how it did, and then we can get into bag or buff. Um, 
uh, Cruel Intentions box office. I was going to say that they were like, just, you know, while you're looking this up, I was like, Reese is, there's a reason why she's the only Oscar winner of this cast. But actually, she's not. And Nurse Ratched herself, Louise Fletcher, features in a small <laughs> a role. small role. Yeah. Who could not be more different from, from Nurse Ratched. You know, there's also some, you know, other cameos in this film. Tara Reid from 90s fame and Susie Kurtz. From 90s TV fame, yeah. if you know who they are. Probably not. You probably know Tara Reid. I know who Swootsie Kurtz was, but I didn't know who Tara Reid was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the budget of this was $10.5 million, mm-hmm. and the box office was $75.9 million. Ooh, so, so cruel. A big hit. It's understandable. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Why they had to package this gold um, and do some more. But interesting that Sarah and, and Ryan and Reese were all done. I mean, I guess I mean, their Ryan's careers dead. were... I'm oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ryan's then. Uh, the character yeah, Ryan also himself has died. But yeah. their their careers after this like flourished. Yeah. Like Reese went to you know election, yeah. Legally Blonde, winning the Oscar, and then Sarah Michelle Gellar, Buffy. Um, unfortunately, she didn't have a lot after Buffy. She didn't really transition mm-hmm. into, as yeah. I was saying earlier, adult roles. Adult. She was an adult in Buffy, but yeah. like she didn't have a second act like Carrie post, Russell. Post her iconic TV. Yeah, role. but like you know, Kristen Bell had a second. Has, mm. Is living her second act. Carrie Russell went to the Americans like mm. after Felicity. Yeah. Um, Claire my, Danes like from yeah. Party of Five to, oh Party of Five, my so-called life to, yeah. um, Homeland, okay. <laughs> um, and I feel like. It's surprising for Sarah Michelle because she is like probably the queen of those nineties. It's it's a tri- difficult thing that well Jason Alexander talks about it with Seinfeld as well. You're so synonymous mm. with that character that it's hard to yeah. get out of it. Felipe doesn't really do much big stuff. Uh, he that's already okay. did. I know it's what you right. mean. It's all right. It's all right. He's uh, a MacGruber. He yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think it's about time because our cat is rubbing us vigorously. Uh, we really got to give him dinner in five minutes. All right, so let's so, do it. Uh, let's get to our bag or boots. Uh, who would like to go first? I'll go first. Uh, yeah, this one I think you guys can tell from my discussion. <laughs> this one is a biff for me. I know I tend to be that the the most like common biffer of the oh, group. Oh, it's fine. Um, I yeah, I feel. Do you know like... that the Meg is getting a sequel? Oh my god. <laughs> Look, we can, we can I, the Meg. I, well, I will enjoy the Meg much more watching it with you guys. Yeah. I think watching the Meg alone in, or like on your computer is not how no, you should watch no. the Meg. Talking of sequels and reboots, this is also getting a, a series reboot. Um, okay. Um, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like I can see why this is a cult hit. Mm. I think. Yeah, it's. I don't know exactly. Like, I think it's just too many elements of it just don't work for me. Mm, mm. I think there's if I definitely enjoyed aspects of it. I think yeah, like as a thing to turn into a 90s nostalgia musical, great fodder. Mm-hmm. Um Reese Witherspoon is great. Um she really is. Like as a, like you know, plot-wise, parts of it are like interesting. There were definitely some parts where I was getting a little bit bored. Um but yeah, I, I, I think overall there's probably just too many things that really don't work for me. Like, I mm. really, I like, I just don't think Ryan Felipe is good here. Mm. I, Summer Blair's performance is just so That's offensive strange <laughs> and unsettling to the to the point where it doesn't make sense other than in a, a, a very creepy way. Mm. Um, yeah, so I think all of those elements added together, I think this one's a biff from me. All right. I'll go next. Um, there's so many things that don't work in this film. Really, truly, truly, truly from like, you know, 
the the the, the writing is out of whack. <laughs> oh, the, the writing is. I feel like we haven't este- like said enough how bad the writing <laughs> is. Like there are just lines where you're like, why would any human ever say right? this? The performances are all over the place. The music drops are like okay <laughs> moody not 90s. as good as the musical the score <laughs> is doing a lot mm. um and yet somehow i was kind of <laughs> i think i i saw what it was and i saw what it was trying to achieve and i think it achieved success in a roundabout way but because it was so just there was something so fascinating about watching it seeing it like just cram this this like text that it shouldn't really have and like teens and sex and and making it all really weird and um i don't know i found it really watchable and you know it's very trashy it's very schlocky and that's okay i'm a very trashy and schlocky person (laughs) so it checks out that it's a bag for me (laughs) yeah look i mean (laughs) how i think the thing that we're forgetting is that when you're a teen, th- you're you're kind of uncool, but you think that you're cooler than everyone else. Look, I still wish I was going to Euphoria High, okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, and and you're kind of like, you're horny, but you don't exactly want to like have, you want like the glossy like side of things. You, you don't need to like see the explicit kind of like sex thing. It's more like the, the vibe. It's more the, the kind of mm. the mood of it. And I think the idea... The, the 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 trend of like adaptations of Shakespeare and classics into teen stuff seems like naff now, but I think it was like it was super cool at the time. It was like, oh my god, this is actually about Taming of the Shrew. Holy shit! But this is a teen it's, comedy. It still applies to our time. Yeah, it's, what? It's timeless. The yeah, story yeah. Is. an example of like this sort. This story is not timeless. <laughs> and. There is backstabbing and there is ruthlessness. And while I don't think it maps totally, I think it's very cool to like see this like trashy kind of movie and then realize that it has this like, it's part of the Western canon that it's like, oh my gosh, this is actually based on this famous novel. Um, And uh, yeah, I think that's cool. I do, I don't love Felipe's performance. I don't think it is good, but there is something that is like, in this movie, yeah, it kind of, it doesn't work, but it's like, it's fascinating. And I think Sarah Michelle Gellar's uh, very strong and Reese Witherspoon and <laughs> the more said, the less said about Summer Blair, the better. Look, I think it circles back to camp for me. I don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, it's just something about it. And I don't know. And this is how I felt when I was watching um, Cruel Intentions, the 90s musical as well, which uh, I'd really recommend checking out because it is just, it's an artifact. Like it's somehow works um it doesn't work totally there are boring bits but i think it's good enough for a bag from me <laughs> yeah i didn't expect uh, yeah. i thought you were gonna biff it um so. no i could tell it was gonna be a bag from his tone there were too oh, many yes, butts same, too many I know. butts yeah um so that right. is a it's an official bag yeah, yeah. nice for cruel <laughs> as yeah. they say nice nice yeah um but yeah, I, not the steamiest uh, no, one. and sometimes morally questionable. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Please, you know, consent. It's, uh, it's a must. Yeah, um, but anyways. Yeah, uh, you can find us at MixBagPod and MixBagPodcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, we don't really use Facebook anymore, and Facebook is a garbage company. Um, so 
Instagram oh, and Twitter. Yeah. Look, but Instagram hey, Instagram is the same company as Facebook. Look, you realize. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But if you want to engage through those mediums, fine. Do we still have them. That's true. You do. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, do we have anything coming up? Will we, we know? Seventieth um, episode is coming up, and yes. what an epic number seventy. Yeah, we like to do what big really ones epic, for those rounds. Um, yeah, for those big numbers. So we've got something planned, and it is going to be a big epic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, the pregnant is paused. Like. Uh, all right. Well, I, that's all enough said about that. The, the, I guess it, I guess it, it is it. a big epic. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, without further ado. Um, that's, that's a wrap. You like those flicks? Come get your fix in a podcast called Mixed Bag.